BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. You're listening to The Fix with Ryan Rothstein, live from the PropSwap studios of AM 1490 Sports Betting Radio. Prop swap that ticket and cash in while the odds have improved. Once again, here's Ryan. All right, welcome back to The Fix, live in the PropSwap studios. Thanks again to Rich Q for uh, jumping on board and opening up the show for us. It's a Wednesday show with a Friday feel, uh, Christmas does not feel like it to me at least friday so i will be off the fix will be off tomorrow and friday night so we gotta squeeze everything in here and john mcmullen joins us now for his nightly appearance on the fix for your football fix uh nfl eagles insider si.com phillyvoice.com host of extending the play 10 a.m to 11 a.m right here on 1490 all right, John, we have a lot of Eagles to get to, but you know I have to get your thoughts on the Sixers tonight. Yeah, I enjoyed uh, I enjoyed Sixers Twitter, uh, which, you know, Jalen Hurts called essentially uh, social media rat poison today. Got to stay away from the rat poison. The Sixers need uh, to trade Carson I Wentz. I, uh <laughs> I had to stay away from that rat poison. Uh, obviously, they didn't play well, but they they got the win. Uh, I mean, and it was really the bench, I think, more than anything. Um, they kind of picked them up until the end. Um, and you probably can't count on that. Uh, can't count on that Shake Milton performance every night, but, hey, it wins a win. Yeah, I, I talked over you there, but I joked saying, you know, how ridiculous Sixers Twitter is. They The Sixers need to trade Carson Wentz. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I mean, I think Eagles Twitter is bad, and, and I still think it's bad. But when I uh, check it and compare it to Sixers Twitter, it's not that bad. Uh, I, I've never seen anything like it. I mean, they are so bipolar. I've said it before. They're so hyped up before the the season starts. Championship, here we come. And it's just, you know, by the third quarter, this is the worst team in the history of the world. 
It, it is unbelievable. I, I can't stand it. I, I've gone full heel on Twitter because I just love to twist the knife. I, I just love to mess with people on there because they're all ridiculous. So I just try and one-up them because it's it's entertaining. It, it, it's, it's, it's one game. It's, it's one, one game. game. It's the first game. Right. And they didn't play well. And, you know, that's fine. But, I, I mean, look, they, <laughs> they, they're pretty much the same team. They're, they're going to be a good regular season team. And they're not built for the playoffs. So we got to see uh, what they're able to do um, in season, trades. Uh, hello, James Harden doing his best to get out of Houston. Um, you know, they got to build a team, and they don't, they don't have a team. They're talented enough to win a lot of regular season games, but they're not good enough to be a, a significant playoff contender. I, I don't think much has changed. Not too much. A couple shooters in Seth Curry and Danny Green and Doc Rivers. So there's there's some change, but, uh, you know, I, I agree with you. Well, yeah, it's... I mean, I, I shouldn't say that. They have yeah. a better coach. And, yeah, I mean, Danny Green was terrible. Um, he, he can't be that. He's got to be able to shoot the basketball. Uh, and, and even Seth Curry's got to be able to do it a little bit more consistently. Uh, but still, those are not, you know, those are not, shooters you need they're better than you had so you're incrementally going in the right direction at least the current uh, regime seems to understand they have to build a team but they have they haven't built that team yet is is my point no, I'm, I'm with you. And, and Johnny Mack and I will work in plenty of Sixers talk now that the NBA season is underway. But, all right, John, we have a full preview to get to, uh, which is days away, the game is, but we're going to dive into it like it's a Friday night. So, first, I know it was a big Zoom day, so fill us in on who spoke and what stood out from today. Uh, everybody spoke. I think uh, it was a it was a huge uh, Zoom day. The biggest, obviously, would be the head coach and the quarterback. So, uh, I mean, um, it is, I, I guess, still uh, a big week when you look at what's going on in in Washington more than anything else. Because, um, you know, uh, what's going on with Wayne Haskins? Very similar story to James Harden. Uh, he was fined. Um, it'll be interesting. It, it doesn't look like the NFL is going to do anything as far as suspension or anything of that nature. So looks like he'll be able to play, but I, I don't know if that's that good to begin with for Washington. I guess it's better than Taylor Haneke. He had some first-team first reps as well. point I'm getting to, it doesn't look like Alex Smith is going to be able to play, um, and that's good. Uh, for the Eagles because they need Washington to lose to Carolina. And Carolina, obviously, is not a good football team. And Christian McCaffrey is not going to play again, so that's not going to be helpful to them. But none of anything the Eagles do matters unless Washington loses that football game. And then we can start talking about if the Eagles are are able to beat Dallas, um, potentially – sets up a Week 17 all-the-marbles matchup with Washington. Uh, so as amazing as it sounds, one of the reasons I, I think Doug Peterson isn't going anywhere near 
uh, all these discussions, whether it's his job status, uh, Carson being moved, Jalen Hurts being the starter next season, he's not touching that until all the air is out of the playoff balloon, and it's not out yet. Uh, no, certainly not out yet. <laughs> um, plenty of grievances that we need to air, by the way, too, before you uh, part ways here at the top of the hour. All right, John, so start number three for Jalen Hurts. Um, the defense has plenty of storylines as well with the decimated uh, secondary. What can you tell us uh, on both sides of the ball there, key matchups, anything that stands out? You can pick which side of the ball you want to start with. Yeah, I, I mean, defensively, we we kind of saw it uh, last week against Arizona. I mean, they're up against it uh, in the secondary, but Darius Slay is going to be back, so that will will help dramatically. Um, and, and they're going to need him because, hey, the one thing Dallas has is talented receivers. Um, and since Andy Dalton has been back, they're at least capable. And you can make fun of the Dallas Cowboys, but – Hey, they're ahead of the Eagles. Remember, they're ahead of the Eagles in the standings. The Eagles are the last-place team. Uh, so they've kind of calmed down. Um, they're, some of their deficiencies offensively, uh, and I would say the bigger issues for them are, are defensively at this point. But um, So getting Slay back, and it, it's going to be interesting. I think Michael Jaquette has earned the right to be the other starting outside corner. And that enables Mikel Roby Coleman to um, go back to his slot position full time, which is where he's best. And then um, you're going to have Jalen Mills staying at safety, and, and Marcus Epps, I think, has earned the right to, to replace Rondy McLeod. But, uh, you know, Epps and Jaquette, not where the Eagles wanted to be, let's put it that way. Uh, John, you wrote a, an interesting article on SI.com about Jaquette. If you want to uh, give a quick overview of that. Yeah, I, I mean, it, it's weird when somebody catches nine uh, balls for 169 yards, but I think everybody to a man was so impressed with Michael Jaquette against the Cardinals because uh, he is an undrafted guy who – had 51 snaps before um, that game in his entire career. He was cut at the end of training camp. He wasn't even on the team for the first three weeks. Then they brought him back to the practice squad. Then he got elevated. Now all of a sudden, he not only looks like, as I said, a, a short-term starter, the Eagles need a second corner next season. And he's playing himself into that conversation because – he is six foot one. Um, he does offer uh, a little bit of a different skill set the Eagles haven't had, and what everybody in the NFL is looking for. It's just long, lengthy quarters. has uh, has tremendously long arms, uh, and he bothers receivers uh, because of that. Uh, so, you, you know, your first question is why didn't he get drafted? Because he He's got the requisite athleticism, and the answer to that is he, he switched late. He was a receiver, uh, and he didn't even start playing corner uh, until his junior season in college. So he's raw. He's a work in progress, but, man, he's got a lot of physical skills. So he's one of those 
silver lining player um, that you've been forced to play and is starting to, to get into the conversation of being a contributor on this team. Switching sides to the Cowboys real real quick here, John. Is Tony Pollard the best Cowboys running back right now? Yeah, he is. Uh, you know, that's one of those things that's the old age. You know, people who, who, who don't value running backs at all, um, you know, one of the reasons they don't, and they'll say, and to be honest, it's one of their stronger arguments, you know, running backs burn out very quickly. And they burn out even more quickly when they get a lot of touches. And when Ezekiel Elliott was the best, arguably the best running back in football, and he was, um, you know, the Cowboys were giving it to him 350 times a season, sometimes more. And he looks washed, to be honest. From a, he doesn't look like the same guy. Um, and you can only point to that uh, traffic, and then you start looking at it. You know, did the Cowboys waste the prime years uh, of Ezekiel Elliott? That's how people who don't like the running back position will frame it. Um, I, I Certainly, you know, my estimation is sort of the same as Jason Kelsey's when he went on that mummers like rant uh, a couple weeks ago about winning football games that's got to be the only priority he didn't want to hear about tanking anything of that nature cowboys were trying to win um when zeke was getting all those touches and they won a lot of games they didn't go where they wanted to but i you know my take is if you have a good running back use him and then when he's not you got to move on but that kind of defines the nfl I mean, it moves quickly. There are certain positions, most notably quarterback, because of the way they've changed the game, and guys like Tom Brady can be effective, and Drew Brees can be effective into their 40s. You know, sometimes offensive linemen can play into their mid-30s pretty well. You've got an Andrew Whitworth into his late 30s. That's kind of rare. You've seen how Jason Peters fell off the table uh, this season. But generally, I mean, this is the league that moves really quickly. Um, and if you got good players, you know, you can't you can't sit there and say, "Well, I'm not going to use Ezekiel because we're not ready to win a championship." Like I, I have this whole generation of fans that believes things like that. It just you can't if you can't do that. You can't build a team like that. And I don't think enough people understand that. In a, in a newer generation. Real quick, John, just because we're talking about the running back position now as a whole, like the Eagles at running back scare me a little bit, and they have so many priorities this offseason, so I'm not insinuating this, but Miles Sanders goes down. Like, what do they have? When should they start to look for another guy? I think they will. I mean, typically they've had, and, and, you know, and really this is the first year of the Doug Peterson era. They haven't had a, a committee approach. Um, and they'll go back, and, and they'll certainly try to find a, a secondary running back and try to um, get that. But, you know, 
that's one of those things. It's more a, a personnel issue than anything else. I mean, the Eagles' belief is that they need two running backs. Obviously, Boston Scott has uh, played a decent amount, but he's just not that guy. You got to be honest. So yeah, they definitely need uh, another running back. They brought Jordan Howard back, but he might be washed in a similar way. The way he performed in Miami hasn't been able to do much. Uh, it got elevated the one time, but he might be washed as well. And they, yeah, I mean, they definitely need another running back, but that's a position you hope to get somebody in the third, fourth round, maybe, or even um, later. I mean, you've seen it. The Eagles have just been bad at that type of personnel. We go back to the Donnell Pumphrey draft. You know, the Packers got Aaron Jones after um, Donnell Pumphrey. Um, the Seahawks got Chris Carson in that same draft in the seventh round. So there are running backs to be had. The Eagles have just not picked them. All right, let's start to uh, dive in here a little bit to the Eagles-Cowboys game. Uh, Jalen Hurts, you know, we've talked about player props over the past couple weeks. Do we expect another big day on the ground from Jalen Hurts? It seems like a silly question because it's only two games, but at this point you say how the heck does he not have at least somewhere in the 50 to 80 yards on the ground? Yeah, I mean, and you look at the Cowboys' defense, and just as I said, they've not had a good season as a whole, Um uh, as a defense, and uh, it's gotten a little bit better from where it was, but now you have Leighton Vander Esch hurt again. Uh, Sean Lee, at whatever he is, 34, 35, he's going to be back in the lineup. Um, yeah, they're not – they just haven't been very good defensively. Uh, so, I, I, I mean, one thing you have to look at, at Jalen Hurts and his – first two games i mean the eagles have been able to move the football they've been able to score points um and he's been able to um you know punch in touchdowns whether it's throwing the football running the football so uh, i do think it shapes up as a high scoring high yardage game and and jalen's a big part of that What's the game plan for the Eagles? Uh, We can do offense and defensively, John. I mean, more of the same, right? It's pretty simple. I don't know how many options they really have, at least on offense. Then if you want to talk about how they're going to, you know, figure out how to really be successful on the defensive side as well. Yeah, I I mean, offensively, we've talked about uh, the playmakers. You know, it's interesting. They started Sean Jackson's practice window, which I thought caught everyone by surprise a little bit. And it is a strange week, so we'll get uh, to talk to Doug Peterson again tomorrow. I mentioned someone will get to Deshaun at some point. It's tough in Zoom world. Um, It's tough to waste questions. (laughs) But... uh, you know, maybe uh, in, in a situation where uh, obviously they need to win games. And, and again, if Washington wins, it doesn't even matter a win. But maybe they can get him back, and maybe that changes the dynamic uh, of the receivers um, because he's at least a guy who can who understands how to play. Um, and should be able to, to be where he's supposed to, and that's been too much of an issue with the young receivers. Um, other than that, it's going to be, yeah, it's going to be more of the same, and it's going to be um, a, a little bit more explosive. 
simply because I think Jalen Hurts has been able to open up um, things in opposing defense with, with that running threat. And that sort of loosens up every defense. And you're concerned about read option, zone read. Uh, and that means your step slow uh, if it is in the passing game. So that's why you've seen a little bit more success from guys like Jalen Rager and, and, and Quez Watkins. Eagles are two-point favorites on DraftKings, two-and-a-half on BetMGM. The total is at 50. Isn't on, amazing? It's amazing. I, I, I don't get that. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's because what the public bettors are doing and the recency bias factor, especially with betting, it's all oh, the Eagles with Jalen Hurts and what have the Cowboys done lately? The average better doesn't see it. I mean, 75% of the public's taking the Eagles with the points, John. Yeah, you would think. I mean, typically because Dallas is Dallas and America's team and the most popular team in football, and they're usually the ones that get a little bit of the bias. Even, you know, they're always a little bit overrated no matter what, when they're good, bad, indifferent. And they're coming off uh, a big offensive game uh, themselves, and, and they've started. And, again, as I said, they have the better record. So they've been – they've shown – a little life themselves. So for that reason, it's a little bit weird to me, uh, simply because, you know, Dallas, the New York Yankees, Notre Dame football, usually get the benefit of the doubt with those teams. Typically, and Notre Dame certainly isn't getting any love with their line, but um, that's a different conversation for a different day. All right, John, so your uh, your final word here, give me – your summary, your prediction, and uh, score prediction. You know, I haven't even thought about a score prediction because it is so <laughs> early, but, you know, I'll throw it out there. I, I, I do think it's it's finally going to end. So I, I do think Dallas is going to find uh, a way to win the game. Um, I, I think the Eagles are – up against it uh, in the secondary, um, and, and I think it's tough to be consistent uh, with Marcus Epps out there. And even though, as I said, I think Michael Chiquette has some upside, um, he's still an undrafted rookie, he's still facing Amari Cooper and C.D. Lamb and, and Michael Gallup. Uh, and Andy Dalton is, is capable, uh, especially if you if you don't. Uh, Russ, the passer, the Eagles will be without Josh Sweat uh, as well. He's got a wrist injury. He's not going to be able to play. Um, but I do think it's going to be high scoring, similar to the Arizona game. It's Cowboys 30, Eagles 27. High scoring. The over would certainly hit there. 30 to 27. Cowboys, uh, says John McMullen, our NFL Eagles insider. Uh, All right, John, I want to ask you maybe about one or two other NFL questions. But before that, is there anything else that we missed on or that you want to discuss or bring up regarding the Eagles? Uh, I I did think, you know, the one thing about getting to know Jalen Hurts over the the past couple weeks and – the one thing people keep talking about him, every single teammate is his uh, leadership, his natural leadership ability, and that really dates back to the draft. Everyone said it to him. 
But he did. He used that rat poison term, which evidently comes from Nick Saban. He learned it at Alabama, um, and, and, and he referenced it to not listening to all the noise when it comes to the quarterback controversy, when it comes to social media. Um, really well-grounded uh, kid. At 20. He's a kid. He's 22 years old. It's kind of amazing. Uh, how calm and, and cool and collected he is. Yeah, it really is. That that stood out to me as well, and you can just see it. I love how he just owns up um, to his mistakes in the postgame presser. You know, just, yeah, this is where I went wrong. This is what I need to work on. It's A lot of guys don't do that. We didn't see that from Carson a lot this year. No, I, I, I you know, most. Uh, it's interesting because I think as you evolve, I always say, you know, rookies tend to be very honest. And then uh, as, as they're taught sort of by the, the PR departments around the league and their teammates, they're taught to turn into Crash Davis from Bull Durham, if people know of that <laughs> analogy, uh, talking cliches. You know, you see it all the time, coach speak. I got to do a better job, speak, that kind of stuff. You, you tend to evolve into that. Uh, and we'll see if Jalen uh, does that. He doesn't say a lot, but in every press conference, soft-spoken, he, he seems to throw something out there. Today, as I mentioned, it was the rat poison. Um, you know, last week it was the coffee bean. It always throws a little tidbit out, um, and it's interesting. That's a great point that I didn't even think of, um, just getting coached up and, and learning how to say less uh, and give less out uh, to the media. All right, John, before I let you go, I want your thoughts on the Steelers because 11-0, and and now they are certainly looking like a completely different team. They might not even win the AFC North at this point. They have a Week 17 matchup against Cleveland. That's going to be a... Uh, a must a must watch game but your thoughts on the AFC North and the Steelers right now trending in the wrong direction yeah I mean that's exactly it. I, I think everyone looked at that team at 11 and 0 and said okay well they're they're a good team but they're not an 11 and 0 team uh and and you know so it was a bit of a market correction you don't expect uh three losses in a row and you you don't ex- certainly you don't expect uh, a Cincinnati loss to a, a quarterback that's never won before uh, in the NFL. That's a that's a really bad loss. Um, so obviously there's some issues going. It, it dates back to the running game. They need to get uh, a, a consistent running game. And Snell was able to do things in that game a little bit later. But overall, I mean, they had abandoned the running game. Uh, if you go back to a, a, a few weeks before that, uh, and uh, I'm not a big run-pass ratio go, guy. I don't think it matters that much in the modern NFL, but if you completely ignore it like Pittsburgh was doing, I think you start to have some issues. And then the receivers. I mean, if you go back to early this season, it was just big play, big play, big play. You know, even rookie like Chase Claypool. Now everybody's dropping the football, so they got to figure it out, and they got to figure it out quickly. I don't think anybody thought they were a real contender when matched up with the Chiefs 
and I don't think anybody is, but now it's looking like anybody uh, on the AFC side of the bracket, you would probably take over them right now in the playoffs. There he is, Johnny Mack, our NFL Eagles insider. Follow him on Twitter at JFMcMullen, phillyvoice.com, si.com, host of Extending the Play, 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. every Saturday. Are you? Um, do we have a show Saturday, or are you taking a, a bye week for the holiday, John? No, it's, it's post-Christmas. Okay, so, I figured. Uh, as far as I know, we're going. <laughs> we're right. going. We're going to have my buddy Bob Gross back. Everybody loves Bob, so it'll be an uh, interesting, uh, interesting show. There you go. No fix the next two nights, but John has you covered Saturday morning, 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. on extending the play uh, for the full preview, as it will be a little bit closer than it is now to Eagles and. Cowboys, John, if I don't talk to you, uh, Merry Christmas and look forward to talking to you Monday. Yeah, you too, Ryan. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Enjoy. Enjoy the days off. Happy Festivus. All right, John, we'll talk soon. And air the grievances. (laughs) Amen. Uh, There he is, Johnny Mack, our NFL Eagles insider. Be sure to uh, tune in to Extending the Play Saturday at 10 a.m. All right, one hour down. We're rocking, we're rolling. Taking a break to get to the top of the hour. When we come back, Conlon Farrell joins me to have some fun.